0: It's Lily and this is Rebecca, and you're listening to Just, just Ghouly, Ghouly Things. things. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we both go low? <laughs> we uh. didn't plan that, you guys. That's just how much we spend time together. Yep. All right, guys, welcome back to Just Ghouly Things. We're your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, little anything new with you? Uh- Um, no. No, nothing. Well, we're recording this on a Friday, and... Oh, true! I have the night off! This is my first Friday off in a while. Yeah, and you know, it's nice, because we were able to, like, take our time, you know, compiling the research, making sure everything's organized, so I... You know what? When I was doing this research, research, this is actually one of my favorite episodes we're going to do, because I thought this was really, really cool to talk about, Mm -hmm. Um, so... It's back to school season, guys, and while Lily and I aren't in school anymore, um, you know, most of our listeners are either in high school, college, or graduate school, like, whatever. I think we could fuck up a couple pre-K kids' minds. Oh, for sure. Like, Like, that's, yeah. Well, I wonder if people listen with their kids to our podcast. That would be amazing. (laughs) If you and your (laughs) five-year-old listen to our podcast, just email us at... Just Schooly Things Podcast at gmail.com.
1: <laughs> I would like to say though, we have more than initiated the birds and the bees talk by now. Oh, for sure.
0: The the, the booze and the bees. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not consensually though, because what was it? Like, what was it last episode where I'm talking about like ghosts coming and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And then I I did my favorite Kanye West lyric,
1: Have You Ever Had Sex with a Pharaoh? I put the pussy in a sarcophagus. But that was also educational. Because, because then you have to explain. Well, the Egyptians were buried with their cats, and then they learn
0: archaeology. Yes, this is a. You know what? This show needs to be put on National Geographic. Why are we on Apple Podcasts? Nat Geo, hit us up. I watch.
1: There's this one Nat Geo video that I watch all the time, and it's a fox in Chernobyl making a sandwich. Wait, I'll wait, show whoa, it whoa, to whoa, you. Whoa, whoa. That is one of my favorite videos. So they go to Chernobyl, and they get just, like, sliced meat and bread and start tossing it to this fox, and he layers it. Spoiler alert. Bread. Yeah. Bread, meat, bread, meat. Are you serious? How many layers did he make? I don't know. Like, three? Like, Scooby-Doo level? Wow. Uh-huh. I love It's one of my, like, I always go back to that, and there's a video of a guy with no arms who just destroys a hotel lobby. For no reason. And he, like, jumps no up on the arms. counter.
0: No How arms. did he jump? Oh, wait. He has legs. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's get back. <laughs> All right, guys. We're off to a good start. Um, but I wish I had done this research when I was applying to colleges because I looked up my school, my alma mater, Ramapo College of New Jersey, Woo! and I really didn't find anything crazy, so I couldn't really do research on it. Yeah, They always, they say that there's like a haunted person yeah, in like the theater or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the <laughs> typical, yeah, but um, nothing nothing too juicy.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I think that my college that I went to briefly is um, haunted by all of my overdue projects. <laughs> I never turned in my outstanding projects. They
0: were <laughs> outstanding. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. I. You know what? When I finished college and I was getting ready for graduation, I don't know if you guys ever dealt with this, but weeks after I had finished my last senior college course, I still would wake up in the middle of the night in panic because I thought something was due and I forgot to hand it in.
1: Like I
0: I would literally be like, "Oh my god!" Like wait, Rebecca, like you literally got your diploma. Like you're officially done. Yeah, Yeah. That's how traumatic school is for me. Like I, to this day, sometimes I think like I still have to go. Like I forgot to go to a class, or I I do that every now
1: and then. I'm like, oh, I have to be up early, and I'm like, I've been out of school for many, many years.
0: I don't understand how I was able to do 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. for five days a week for. 12-plus yeah. years of my life. And how about the fact that we don't even get paid to do that? Right?
1: We do that for free. Okay, sorry. My sorry. mom's going to kill me. She's like, you got on so many side notes. And I'm like,
0: because we're great. But this is on topic because we are talking about haunted college campuses Woo! in the U.S. of A. <clears throat> yeah. So, um... I'm, like I said, I'm really excited about this mm-hmm. one. I can't wait to see what you we Lily and I had two the same ones, so we had to switch it up so you know it's gonna be good. Yeah,
1: I had to it's funny. one of the ones that I had also you guys was just all over the place. I could only find like one or two quotes. On it, and I was like... It was uh, Transylvania University, which you'd think you'd find a lot more on. Right? Just, that's the one I wanted to do. Yeah, no, it was just like a curse that was put on it, and then there was a fire. Like, nothing too good. All right. <laughs> just a fire. Only Whatever. a fire. But yeah, but it was like 100 years after. Like, it was it was nothing good. Like, honestly, trans I'm not going to say Transylvania disappointed me, because there are, that's where... What's-his-face lives? Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. All right. So, to begin, I'm going to go first... And I have Montclair State University, which is not too far. I think that might be kind of like a midpoint between us. Yeah. no, yeah, something like that. Um, so, it's in northern New Jersey. Hey. hey. Taylor <laughs> <right. Hamm>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, it is believed that it is built, the college is built on top of Indian burial grounds. Never good. Yeah. Well, also, I mean... That's uh, that's like an automatic. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so alumni say that it's really scary, uh, so scary that people refuse to go in the woods after sundown. And I don't blame you. Yeah, there have been many reports of figures, uh, which are believed to be Native Americans, spotted in the forests. Oh, so wow. So I actually drive uh, every now and then. Uh, there's an area. That whole area is... Uh, Really woodsy, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and there's a there's a road that can take you kind of almost like a shortcut, and I drive through it to get, you know, to um, one of the main highways that I take. And at night, it's like you put your brights on, and you like never know like when a deer is gonna jump out or Mm -hmm. when a woman in a white dress is gonna jump out. (laughs) It's scary as hell. It is, and I didn't even honestly, I didn't even know this. That, that, I mean, I knew it was supposed to be haunted, blah, 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 because I actually have friends who live in the uh, apartment building. Okay. So I'll get into that now. Um, so in 2010, the Montclair State University Clove Road Apartments, which were built in the 1970s, were given a comprehensive revamp, and they were renamed Hawk Crossings. Oh, you passed that, yeah. Yeah. Um, even though it's funny, people still call them, people say, like, I live on Clove Road, and they automatically know. You just know what it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, according to students who have lived there, the residences potentially contain something slightly more sinister than just new windows and kitchens and bathrooms. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. so tenants have reported electrical appliances turning on and off on their own, uh, lights on the second floor flashing on and off by themselves, disembodied knocks on bedroom and bathroom doors, and quote, Unearthly noises emanating from the woods behind the apartments. Ooh, unearthly. I want to know what they mean by unearthly.
0: Is it like or like a? <laughs> this is our
1: voice acting reel too. <laughs> no, um, but tenants also reported being overcome by an unsettling feeling or nausea uh, whenever they discussed the strange phenomena of the at their apartments and. Uh, Something like that is, like, you can spook yourself out. Oh, yeah. You know, so, like, feeling, like, spooky, like, I was just telling Rebecca earlier, I was watching something on the Unabomber, and I was afraid to turn my toaster on because I was so—I had freaked myself out to the level that I was afraid just hearing the pop from the toaster would scare the shit out of me. So, you know, talking about something spooky and everything, like, that does make you feel kind of unsettled. But, uh-uh. The fact that there is strange phenomena to talk about, which will then make you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Feel uneasy? That's the not-so-great part. Definitely. So not. Their apartments also become chilly, even though the thermostat was set at 80 degrees, so those are also known as cold spots, and cold spots are also known as representing dead people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this place was built in the 70s, so it can't be too, too drafty, mm-hmm. you know, like a... Like, uh, my new house was built, I mean, in your place probably built in, like, what, like, the 90s? Not too... The, this one? Yeah. 80s. 80s, yeah. yeah. So it's not... They're not that bad, and they're not big draft... They, you know, big and drafty and everything. Yeah. My, my old house was built in the 20s, and we had that problem, but the windows were ancient and everything. Mm-hmm. So a 1970s apartment building having excessive drafts to the point where, you know, they're a whole spot, not just a breeze, that's...
0: And I'm assuming Just that this, if this was an issue, they would have been figured it out and yeah. alleviated the problem. Exactly. And- so
1: in a 2014 interview uh, with, with the website Weird New Jersey, uh, a, a Hawk Crossings resident named Chelsea described perceiving some presence in her closet, saying, hmm. I heard something in there, like kind of like, Pounding like something making noise and i walked by the door and the door just started shaking back and forth and then a photography major named Corey also said to the website that he once saw a shadow walking across his room before the apparition paused at his roommate's bed and then seemingly vanished mm. so other hawk crossings residents have reported phenomena such as you know like the classic flickering lights and even the inexplicable sound of a girl laughing in the hallway
0: that's scary that's scary (laughs) i think we've said this a million times on this podcast but i will reiterate it little kids are scary as hell oh yeah so scary little girl laughing no i want you crying rather than laughing your laughing is scarier and more sad than you crying yeah especially yeah
1: I just got goosebumps. All right. So, that's not all. But wait, there's There's more. more. Um, One female tenant also told of waking up one night to find a man dressed in 19th century garb standing over her bed and staring at her lovingly. Ew. So she thought it was her roommate's boyfriend mistaking her... For his girlfriend, her roommate, and she told him that he had the wrong bed, and then the man suddenly disappeared into thin air.
0: <laughs> could you could you just imagine? If my boyfriend, if I woke up to my boyfriend looking over me in a loving way, I'd drop kick him in the throat. Alright, do not look over me while I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. That is scary. That's scary. Well, that's and the that thing- is- I don't know what's more scary. The fact that it's a, like, if that wasn't a ghost, it was just this, girl, this roommate's boyfriend, boyfriend just looking over. Like,
1: oh, you're well, so peaceful when you sleep. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know what's scarier, sleeping alone and feeling like there could be something or having a roommate and seeing something legitimately. Yeah. It's like, which is worse? So... On these articles, there were comments, so I thought it would be fun to kind of get some first-person accounts. So I have a couple. Cool. Um, One of them says, First off, I have seen a woman dressed in the 19th century clothing as well... As... What is it? As well... As well while... Okay, there was a typo. Um, (laughs) I skimmed over this, and a T looks like an L. I thought it was fine. So um, it says... I have seen a woman dressed in 19th century clothing as well while I crashed on the couch at my friend's place in Clove Road in the 300s, which are the third row building in Clove. It was so scary. I blinked so many times waiting for it to disappear, and it didn't. So I ran and hid in a fetal position, screaming for my <laughs> friends to come down from the bedrooms and creep me out. Oh. That's relatable. That's <laughs> I've yeah. actually had a night terror, a, had night terrors a couple of times where I woke up screaming. I'm just like, ah! My parents run in, they're like, are you okay? I'm like, oh yeah, no, no, I'm fine. Just my head. <laughs> you Wait, you woke up to yourself screaming or you woke up and then screamed? I woke up screaming. <gasps> like, I scream and it makes me wake up. What the hell? Yeah. I oh, don't know. Oh my
0: gosh, that's <laughs> horrible.
1: Yes, it's not too great. Um, anyways, so we have... Two more short accounts. One says, uh, I have had a few experiences of the paranormal time, of, of, my, of the paranormal kind during my time here at MSU. Freshman year in Bone Hall, I lived on the 12th floor, and my roommate and I were about to go to sleep when we heard creaking as if a door was opening across the room. She had locked her wardrobe closet because the door would never close. We ignored it the first time, but then when we heard the creaking a second and third time, we both sat up and realized the closet door had opened all by itself. Mm. My second experience was also in Hall, I think, Mm B-O-H-N. During my freshman year, my friends and I were watching a movie when all of a sudden we heard knocking on the window. Mind you, I was still living on the 12th floor. So why and how would there be knocking on the window when we were that high off the ground? Since then, I have not experienced anything out of the ordinary. However, some of the weird New Jersey magazines have many more ghost stories that took place in other buildings across campus. I don't like that. That 12-floor story reminds me of your Salem story. Yes, I was just thinking that, yeah. So this one is also on an article that said, My freshman year I was dorming in Freeman. The second I walked in, something was off, but I shrugged it off. On Friday nights, my roommates would go play video games with... With his friends down the hall. Sorry, guys. With his friends down the hall, and I would stay in to watch reruns of Living Single. (laughs) I would get the vibe that a muscular man who was at least 6'3", wearing native clothing, was staring at me. I would ignore it, but it was every time I was alone. So I knew I wasn't going crazy. Also, at the village, if something breaks and nobody knows how, the residents don't get charged because it's so common. Oh, my
0: God. When I was a
1: freshman, a senior told me how her friend saw a Native American staring at her sleep (sighs) at the shower door being smashed to pieces. Oh, and shower door being smashed to pieces while all the residents were sleeping, doors closed, things being misplaced cold breeze even if the windows is closed etc. The school is built on a Native American burial ground and there's a cemetery across from the campus. Mm. A lot of content there.
0: There's a lot, yeah. It's interesting cuz uh, I mean I I mean I didn't know that Montclair was built on an Indian burial ground. Me neither, ground. I feel like I should. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so but- that makes a lot of sense why there would be all this paranormal mm-hmm. activity. But um, it's it's interesting to see, too, like, a lot of these accounts all kind of seem similar people, but they're all in different, some of these accounts are in different, um, like, apartments, yeah. dorms. Yeah, and it's a, it's a big school. I think that's yeah. also
1: why I was able to find, when I looked at the schools, I found that the bigger schools had the most stories. Which, oh, definitely. Of course. Yeah. You got more people. Mo' ghosts, mo' problems. <laughs>
0: Oh god! All right, what do you have? All right, so my next, uh, my next story is of uh, University of Vermont, UVM. <laughs> <laughs> so located in Burlington, Vermont, it's Vermont's largest city and the state's largest university, which perhaps helps explain why it's also one of the most active hotspots of supernatural activity. Yep. It seems that the number of ghosts within the halls of UVM may sometimes rival the headcount of the actual living student <laughs> body, easily earning it the title of most haunted college in Vermont. And this was also ranked top 50 haunted co- in the top 50 of haunted colleges in New yeah. Jersey. So I wait. Wanted- the top in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Whoa, United States. <laughs> I'm such a New Jersey girl that everything just revolves around Jersey. I just... Okay. Um, So, the reason why I chose UVM is because growing up, my dad's side of the family all lives in Vermont, specifically in the Burlington area. Oh, really? So, every summer, I would go up there for, like, a week at a time. We'd go on Church Street in Burlington, which is right on, like, the school's campus, Mm -hmm. pretty much. It's... When you go to Church Street in Burlington, it's very, like... It's, it's very cool because it's, like, kind of hippie, like, super... Yeah, it's very liberal. Burlington. <laughs> yeah, super, like, just so fun and easy-going. They have cute little cafes, good food, and they have a cute little frat row kind of place. It just mm-hmm. looks like the typical college, college campus. Yeah. yeah, college town. Um, I always wanted to go there as a kid, but then, obviously, I didn't go. Well, um, you know, snow. That is definitely a huge factor. I have a couple friends who um, went to UVM
1: and they were like, they I, and another friend got a scholarship. She goes, I'm not going there. I don't want to wear Birkenstocks year round. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. So, um, just a breakdown of the different paranormal spots on campus. Um, this is a long breakdown, so hold on. Let's glasses. do it. It's okay. I have a fresh lacroix, LaCroix? Did you say lacroix? I, I just kind of make a noise when I say I it. like that. I'll be like, lacroix. <laughs> Croissant. Croissant. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, so the first is the agricultural department, which is called the Bittersweet House. Um, supposedly, they have a female ghost there named Margaret Smith, who, the story goes, was widowed at a young age and spent the rest of her life as a recluse until she died in that house in 1961. She can be seen in a period dress, not specifically white, Probably is, but i <laughs> say. say. Um, circa late 19th century and unexpectedly, unex, uh, unexpectedly makes her appearance known to people that come in and out of the house. <laughs> um, next is the Center for Cultural Pluralism, which is known as the Allen House. And report. there's a lot of reports saying that there is a ghost taking up residence on the top floor, although he or she actually hasn't been seen visually. There's just a presence that when people are in the vicinity of mm-hmm. the house, they just feel like there's someone watching them. Okay. Kind of like my experience when I was talking about, like, with the trench coat. Like, not that I actually saw him, but I mm-hmm. could, like, feel that presence there. Yeah. Um... Next, in the Center for Counseling and Testing, that is rumored to be haunted. So, um, supposedly, in this area, there's a spirit of a 19th century sea captain who once lived in the house. The building is also called... This building for the Center of Counseling and Testing is called the Jacobs House, which is named after the UVM professor whose widow donated it to the school in 1959. So, many people... Um, that talk about the hauntings at UVM. They just assume the ghost is someone named Captain Jacobs. Um, But if this building is actually haunted, um, it would more likely be that the ghost is of Captain Knab, who was the retired seaman who lived there until his death in 1877. Mm. There's supposed poltergeist activity, which is often this. Which often makes him known as the noisy ghost. (laughs) Uh, That would be me. (laughs) I'd be like the shit
1: pun ghost. You know, if someone would be like, "Sweetie, the refrigerator's running," they just you're like, "Well, you better go
0: (laughs) catch it." And instead of being scared, they're just like, "Lily's back." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They just put up the volume on the television, like like, just just let her out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Poor soul. Oh my All god. Right.
1: So um <laughs> have you had the lawn mower, sweetie? Mower I barely know her. Wait, what is this? Like twist? a lawn like like you know like like you know, like hey, like have you seen the lawnmower? And then you go mower a hardly mower.
0: Oh no, that's a good dad joke. Thanks, I just thought of it now. <laughs> oh god. Okay, keep going. Okay, <laughs> that was oh god. Th- that was even worse. Now that I found out, you made that up. Okay. So um, encounters at the Jacob House specifically include that one counselor who worked there reported that one night he saw an elderly man with a large bulbous nose walking down the stairs, and as he walked. He shimmered like a jellyfish before he disappeared. Ooh, I like that. That's kind of freaky, yeah. Um, And then a janitor in the building also reported seeing the same elderly man and that he knocked over a bucket of water and flicked the lights before vanishing. Mm. What a dick. Like, he couldn't even just wipe it up. He (laughs) drops the water all over and then just leaves it. Skeleton walks into the bar.
1: He uh, orders a beer and a mop. He's a
0: skeleton, so the water just goes right. Ah! Oh. Comes a puddle Wait, t- please don't tell me you made that one up, right? Now. No, I did oh, not. Okay. I wish I did. I was like damn. Anyways, we so need to we, get you on SNL. So when they say yes, please. So when they say he shimmered like a jellyfish, like he do they mean like he? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see this. Gotcha. And actually, I actually have no idea. I'm assuming like just very like loose and okay. like a wave. Oh, right? like, like, some, like, a sheen to it? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. It looks sounds peaceful to me, but yeah. I don't know. So, students and staff aren't the only ones who partake in the ghostly antics. So, even alumni may get a chance to see a restless spirit, since UVM's Alumni Association offices are housed in the beautiful and historic Grass mount Building. This Grassmount Building was formerly known as the Thaddeus Tuttle House, um, but... Grassmount dates to 1804 by and was originally named for the wealthy Burlington merchant who built it, which is Thaddeus. Gotcha. Unfortunately, Tuttle didn't remain wealthy for long, and then he had to sell off his luxurious home, and then the house was later renamed to honor a French admiral. So uh, UVM then purchased the building in 1895 and used it as a woman's dorm until 1977. The women who lived there apparently loved Grassmount and one resident... Pearl Randall Wasson even composed a song in his honor. Oh so, shit! Here are some of the uh, appropriate lyrics okay. for this building. I'm listening. Spirit of Grassmount, come to us, we pray. Roll back the curtain from the dusty past. Dot dot dot. Very ominous lyrics, you know. I like it. I mean, yeah yeah. Um, so I think that. Uh, the curtain from the dusty past has definitely been rolled back because there's strange voices that have been heard in empty rooms. The doors have been slammed shut by invisible hands. Um, and some people speculate it may be the ghost of Thaddeus who's trying to reclaim in death what he lost in his previous life. Mm-hmm. Um, but there aren't a lot of there aren't many other theories um in regards to this house, so it's yeah. kind of up for interpretation okay. of where of what this paranormal experience, like what's going on there. Yeah.
1: I feel like if other people did come up with a theory, this is the most solid one anyways. Right?
0: Yeah. You know how like in a case like there is a suspect and then there's like the other people? Yeah. Yeah. This guy is just, yeah. I just think this is the most logical one. Yeah. Um, next is Converse Hall. So Converse Hall is reportedly haunted by a former med student named Henry who committed suicide by hanging himself in the attic of that building in 1920. Henry. Though never seen, the, students rem- uh, the student remains as active in death as he may have been while he was one of the living. He supposedly turns the radios on and off and interacts with electrical equipment. But with the connection with electrical equipment, there's also another theory that there may have been, that this may be a spirit of a student who electrocuted himself between the years 1980 to 1998. Oh. So the reason why I put 1980 to 1998, it's not like he got electrocuted continuously for 18 years. Um, It was just... Between those two years. Yeah, so an account from 1980 and then one from 1998. So, yeah. Um, Do you think... uh, if it was the electric I mean, if it
1: was the electrocuted guy, definitely. If it was the guy from 1920, do you think he's just screwing around with technology? He doesn't get. He's Cause, like, well, what is cause this? Because I found trash. on Ghost Hunters when they do like the EVP, they're like, "Do you know what this is?" You know, like yeah. light up two lights if you don't know or whatever, and then like three lights go on. They're like, "This bitch
0: of a ghost is confused." Yeah, like that—that that would make sense though. I mean, if he's there or if he is if he's walking the earth and he doesn't know exactly what's like going on now Mm -hmm. he's seeing all these changes around him and he's not obviously being educated by someone on how to use this. I could see how he'd be dabbling in it, not knowing the scene that he's causing. Yeah. But yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah. Um, but then there's also Coolidge Hall, which is a dormitory, has a few resident ghosts, including a male presence that likes to awaken the residents by staring at them. Um, also known as a playful spirit who enjoys pulling blankets off beds and whistling specter that can't carry a tune. So, and then there's one. Oh, my other, God. I, there's <laughs> so many accounts. I'm telling you, there's a laundry list here. But there's only two more. Um, then the Redstone Hall dormitory students um, residents include a ghost that appears in the, bl- in the back staircase and has been seen to run through walls. Supposedly, though, he's not too fond of female students for some reason, and uh, some people think it may be because of, it pertains to the circumstance of his death. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, was he I don't like know. heartbroken? and you know. Maybe, yeah. Or maybe he, he was, was killed, killed over a girl <gasps> or something. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and he's chased frightened students out of the area on occasion. This guy seems like a dick. <laughs> um, and then finally, at Simpson Hall, a spirit of a man was uh, who stalked a female student followed her to her dorm one year and apparently never left. He now resides in Simpson to this day, and late at night, students will wake up with the sensation of being watched. Kind of like at Montclair. Yeah. <laughs> Usually the room becomes icy cold when it happens, and some students wake up freezing cold at night with the feeling that there is someone else in their bed. Indeed. Yeah. And that's UVM folks. So if you want to apply, go to <laughs> universityofmont.com. <No. laughs> I actually don't know the website, but yeah, that's insane. This is I that's just kept, way more than I was expecting. Yeah, I knew you had a couple of stories, but Jesus Christ, I didn't realize how many buildings UVM had. Honestly, I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, I regularly forget
1: that colleges that college campuses have more than like two buildings, two or three. Yeah. yeah, well you, where you it's, went, it was just all condensed, right? Yeah, it was um, it was there was one big main building and then two smaller buildings. and yeah. one building was like just for like almost all computer labs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. so I didn't really take it because of my major I didn't really need a lot of it.
0: Um, but yeah, no, it's my college is hella small. Yeah, Hella small. There's only like a thousand small. kids per graduating class. so all right.
1: Speaking of colleges, (laughs) like we've been doing for the past, what, 20 hours? 20 hours. Let's see. For the, whatever. I don't think it tells us. Um, So I have Moravian College, which is in Pennsylvania, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um, And Moravian College dates back to the 1700s. In the 1800s, it was a girl's seminary and hospital and a ghostly nurse and an occasional bandaged pace bandaged patient are said to walk the halls and then um, we have a quote here since we are the 6th oldest college in America it's not all that surprising um, said Michael Core the director of marketing and communications at Moravian College so staff at the school call the William Randolph Hearst Recital Hall the most haunted room in Bethlehem uh, so much has been seen heard and felt in this room that paranormal investigators have actually been called to investigate oh wow yeah so core also says that through thermal imaging and things they have seen and things they have seen there's the most activity in this room Wow yeah so there's actual evidence yeah oh cool so they sent legitimate uh Ghost hunters, you know, maybe not the ghost hunters, but maybe, who knows. I actually have a, I have a friend who goes there, and I have, or just graduated from there, actually. And I texted her, and I have a little story on my phone about that. But it says, um, several buildings on campus are said to house ghosts as well. And the Alpha Sigma Tau Sorority House, which is a sorority my friend was in, was once in a state house in which the maid named Alicia became pregnant by her owner. And when she found out about the baby, she tragically threw herself down the staircase, um, which they they then removed the staircase. But she said to haunt the building by making noises, turning on and off the attic light, oh, wow. uh, turning <laughs> turning over pictures of men. Same. Same. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Comenius Caminius Camenius. Uh, C-O-N-E-N-I-U-S. I'll spell that for you. Hall's namesake is said to haunt his building as a light that moves back and forth on the top floor. And a Revolutionary War era nurse is said to haunt the music building. And three spirits of people who hanged themselves there in the 1960s are said to linger in the Rau Dormitory and at Wilhelm Dormitory. Banging and scratching sounds are said to come from the walls at night. So, it's scattered across. I remember when I texted her, because I remember asking, um, looking into doing a haunted grief, Greek life episode, she said that her sorority house was haunted, and she gave me the Alicia story. Oh, cool. Um, and so, I texted her again, just asking, you know, if she could just, like, recap, because it was a while ago. Um, I did. Also, if you have a haunted Greek life story, like sororities or fraternities, fraternities, <laughs> mm-hmm. email us at JustGoolyThingsPodcast at gmail.com. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Anyways... So the sorority house uh, has these unusual stairs, uh, or at the time had unusual stairs, which ran from the attic to the kitchen, and that's uh, the way she—that's where the, the incident occurred. okay. Um, but they were removed, but they can still—she can still be seen kind of in the closets, in the areas— Um, yeah yeah. and I know people say sometimes you can see a ghost like walk through walls or stuff um, because they're living in the layout of the building when they were alive Mm -hmm. so it could be that as well makes sense Um, girls here also they tell of bedroom lights turning on and off unexpectedly and unusual cold pockets of air so let me pull up my friend's story really quick because it's fascinating to have not only a first person account, but from someone like I grew up with. her. Yeah, you know that's I mean? really cool. So she says uh, in the house there was one, with, one incident with a porch light where it kept flickering, which was weird because that light had never worked. So the head resident called maintenance to come fix it, but there
0: wasn't even a light bulb in it. <gasps> that's so crazy. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, I know. That one is...
1: That's like classic, like, there was no light bulb. Anyways. That's a turn. Yes. So that shouldn't have happened. And they just assumed it was Alicia. And then there's also a white orb in some of the pictures when they take them in the house. And they think that's her, too, because it never happens anywhere else. Hmm. And then she said most of her stories are in Main Hall because there's a nurse, a little girl and her cat. Um, She died in the room next to her. So she has a lot of stories about that. Uh, And there was a soldier because it was a soldier hospital uh, building during the war. So I have, I believe, a Main Hall story. Uh, I'm not positive, but you can find a bunch of these stories online. But it does say that Main Hall is believed to be, uh, like, the most haunted. Okay. But the Alpha Sigma Tau house is also known. uh, Also probably because it has, like, that you know, tragic story or whatever. Like, people are the most drawn to hearing those. So, um, this was another, again, a comment on an article that I read that says, I used to live on the... Or no, this was in an interview, um, which you can also, I believe, find on the uh, Moravian College website. It says, I used to live on the fourth floor freshman year and my room had two closets. I was in a double, but I was the only one living there. I had a whiteboard calendar that I hung up on the back of the closet doors. That night, I went to sleep, but woke up to find it had fallen on the floor. So I thought, okay, you know, it fell. The command hook broke because that happens sometimes. So I hung it back up and the next day I come back and I went to sleep and then in the middle of the night, I heard this crash. So I turned on my light and the whiteboard didn't just fall. It was sitting by the side of my bed, which is on the other side of the room. So I took my whiteboard and put it somewhere else and it never moved again. I was terrified it flew at my bed. Flew at her bed? Yeah. So she had it so she was in a double dorm but she was the only one there. Put so she had two closets and she hung one of those whiteboard calendars yeah. with the little things like, did you it put hit the numbers that? in. No, but sh- she wasn't in the room when it happened, but when so it fell off in the middle of the night one night and she was like okay just the command hook broke whatever stuck it back on went to class came back and not only had it fallen it was like on the it was by her bed
0: oh yeah and then we have another and like clearly i mean i know dorms aren't like the biggest rooms in the world yeah. but that would have had to go go pretty far yeah
1: yeah, I've never dormed before, um, but just alone it sounds scary. So having a flying whiteboard definitely doesn't when, add to Yeah. That, that's when you start commuting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is another from um, either a current student or a former student named Katie that says, My freshman year I was dating someone who didn't believe in the supernatural at all. I took him to dinner in Clou- Cluel, dining hall on a Sunday evening around 6 p.m., and he asked if we could take a walk through the Brethren House in a, in search of any paranormal activity. I knew this wasn't going to end well. Smart, You're a smart cookie, Katie. I like you. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> um, let me see... Sorry. I knew this wasn't going to end well, especially with his poor attitude. (laughs) We started our walk through the Brethren house on the second floor, and the building was silent. As we were passing... As we were passing the Washington room, he started to voice his opinion about how the supernatural doesn't exist and this building isn't really haunted anyway. Which is, I love the change in voice. Thank you. And, yeah, a lot of character development yeah. there. And also, that's the worst possible thing you can do. Oh, seriously. Right? To, or, like. Yeah. Like
0: Antagonize it, it, the spirit. Yeah,
1: Or be like, oh, this cabin in the woods, there's not a killer here. Guess who's the first to literally get the axe? the guy who said that damn straight so uh again i knew this wasn't going to end well as we continued our walk down the second floor hall and to the stairs in pursuit of the first floor corridor the door at the top of the stairs clicked funny behind us because I had spent a great amount of time in this building, I knew that that is not what it should have sounded like. I brushed this off, and we proceeded down the first floor hall. Not even a minute later, it was so loud in the building that it almost sounded like a train went by. Wow. We couldn't hear one another speak. It sounded like there were carts rolling, almost 25 to 30 no. <laughs> people running up and down the hallway above us. It was so loud. Loud. We looked at another at one another in terror and ran out the side door closest to main hall. We stood outside for a few moments before he said to me, "What the heck was that?" I replied, "Now do you believe me?" Needless to say, he never questioned the supernatural yes. after that. Yes. <laughs> Later that night, I was approached by one of my friends from the music department. I told her about what had happened. Her reply was quick and cheery. Huh, I know what you heard. You heard the nurses running up and down the hall. And those carts, those were gurneys rolling up <gasps> oh and down the hallway. Oh, my
0: God. So matter of fact, too. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah.
1: I also like that it wasn't like, those are the ghosts of. It was just, you heard the nurses. The
0: nurses. Yeah. I know, it's no big deal. Okay. So, mine is California State University, Channel Islands. Now, this campus may have just opened up in 2002, but mm-hmm. the history of the land it resides on is a lot older and comes with a lot of history. So, the school's campus was constructed on the site of the former Camarillo State Hospital, regarded as one of the country's most notorious mental health facilities. What could possibly, possibly go, go wrong, wrong Right. Yeah. So between 1936 and 1997, over 1,000 patients died at the institution, some due to passage of time, others from neglect and sickness. There's also um, some reports of shock therapy that occurred there, so um, nothing ever good comes out of shock therapy. This location has been used also to portray a creepy psychiatric facility in the horror film The Ring, as well as crews from the TV shows The X-Files and The Vampire Slayer also filmed here. But we, um, we also need to note that even before this place was... A state university campus Paranormal experiences had already been occurring Just need to put that out there So okay. I'm going to be talking about experiences um, That happened while the hospital Was still up and running During the construction of the campus And then current campus okay. situation Okay, Because okay. so I just thought you should get like the whole history of the Let's land Let's do it So during um, during the hospital days A nurse named Debbie told Of how she was roughly grabbed and shaken During a cigarette break when she turned around to face the person who had assaulted her, there was nobody there. Mm. Another nurse reports she was pulled out of her seat by her hair while seated in an otherwise empty room. Yaga. Yaga, <laughs> you remember that? No. Oh my god, there was like a it was like a vine. And this guy would just go around, but like, where girls had like their hairs in ponytails, and ponytails, he'd be like Yaga, Yaga. <laughs> and this one girl, I think, was wearing a weave, and he was like Yaga, and it like came completely out. Oh, is that the one that looked like it was in a diner? And it was like one
1: girl. I don't remember and then two girls, the exact scene? Because I've seen
0: that. I didn't know it had a name. So funny. Yep, Yaga. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, legends state that back in November 1962, the entire night staff was fired by the hospital. Their management had believed that the employees were playing a trick on them by overturning beds, slamming doors, screwing with televisions, tampering with the lights. So to make it stop, they fired all the night staff. <laughs> of course, the strange phenomenon didn't stop after the staff was fired. So management eventually decided to blame the incidents on get, get on get this an ex-patient who had been apparently breaking back into the hospital at night to fuck with them. Okay, if you're an ex-patient I'm and you're in a mental hospital, there.
1: actually, you know what? I can imagine if there was like one like nurse or something that that patient had beef with, I totally would be sitting there like, "Oh, like, you know, if you're like, I I'm a I'm a you know, I got three days left, you know, two days left, one day left. You go home, you change, you come home, and you're like, I'm going to beat you to the (laughs) ground. Sometimes I wonder what's going on in your head. Uh, Definitely not speaking from experience. (laughs) No, I'm just just kidding. kidding. (laughs) I'm definitely not. No
0: one be worried. Continue. (laughs) No one, please be worried. (laughs) Um, Okay. So then... That was just a few of the phenomena that would happen at the hospital. Then during the construction to create the campus, construction workers renovating (laughs) the facility before the opening of the college frequently reported missing tools. And even more disturbing, large equipment and appliances in unoccupied rooms would frequently move to a new spot when the workers would return from their lunch break. During the final days of renovation, several workers quit due to the constant noises and feelings of unease. One was quoted as saying the place was, quote, too close to the other side. Ah. Ugh, that one's ebgbs. Okay. So now the campus. Today, visitors to some areas of the campus report <laughs> headaches, cold spots, and disorient, uh, disorientation. Disorientation. I can't say that word. That's okay. I've messed up my words a bunch today. Disorientation. Okay. Um, So numerous phantoms have been seen particularly around or in the bell tower. So there's the ghost of a man who appears in the stalls of one of the women's restrooms where you can see his legs only for them to disappear when you open the door. A woman around the bell tower asks for directions to the chapel before disappearing. And in some abandoned buildings, students have reported running into a woman in a hospital gown who silently screams at them before vanishing. What? Silently screams, like that's terrifying. That's actually that's, that's
1: like actually, my dream. When the woman tried to scream and she didn't, yes. because her mouth was sewn shut, and then she opened it and
0: it was still sewn shut. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's creepy. A ghostly janitor also haunts the school and the sound of his phantom keys jingling, alerting those of his presence, um, is a common, is a common story. That's scary too. Just those, like, those little, those little sounds can make such a world of difference, you know? Dude, imagine that with footsteps, like clonk, clonk,
1: jingle, jingle.
0: No. Uh, Right? I'm uncomfortable and it hasn't even happened to me. My butt just cramps from that. Okay. Um... (laughs) The bus uh, the bus stop near the bell tower is also haunted by a ghost. And with all these ghosts so far, it comes as no surprise that there's a woman in white. What? She is assumed to be the nurse who roams the bell tower oh. hallways only to disappear when approached. And perhaps the most famous of the phantoms that students um, have seen is possibly jazz musician Charlie Bird Parker, who stayed as a resident for six months at the, uh, at the institution in 1946 and 1947. So history has that Parker had a big drug problem, an alcohol problem, and in June 1946 entered the lobby of Hollywood Civic Hotel completely naked playing his saxophone. So, he was sent back to his hotel room where he lit a cigarette, fell asleep, and subsequently then set his bed on fire, and the judge sent him to the mental hospital because of all that. And upon his release, he recorded the famous song, Relaxing at Camarillo. But Charlie Parker might be back, roaming the halls of the campus, for it is said that people still hear him play that saxophone late at night on the school campus. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they there's ever jingle like the keys? There's like jazz music in the back.
1: I really oh. don't like this. Like, it sounds like, I'm picturing like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest type shit. Ah, yes. Do you remember Nurse Ratchet? Oh and my God. And whenever they would say something about Nurse Ratchet, everyone would be like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is, that's yeah, what I'm picturing. this is creepy. Like
1: Jack Nicholson with the fucking saxophone
0: running around. I don't Ugh. like it. Jack, Nich- Jack Nicholson naked with a one. Ah! <laughs> All right. On to other disturbing details. Other minor rumors include the possibility that either the library is where the former morgue was located, um, the morgue having been torn down to make way for the eventual library, or there's still an actual morgue located underneath the building still, perhaps? Rumor has it? Ooh, Ooh. So, yeah. you know what? How about
1: them apples? You know what? They have stuff like that. Like, it's like the catacombs.
0: Just make it sound more worldly. It's... Imagine just trying to study and knowing that there's dead bodies underneath you. I, I can't, imagine <laughs> study. <to>
1: study. <laughs> can't imagine trying to study. Can't imagine trying to study, so... Guys, Rebecca's laughing so
0: hard right now at me. <laughs> because it's so true. I can totally picture that. Um... <laughs> But in closing notes for um, for California State, um, I wanted to note that the university does not like to talk about the spirits and ghosts that may be inhabiting the campus, and they actively discourage it amongst the student population. What? Mm-hmm. And rumor also has it that they will suspend and possibly expel any student investigating the abandoned buildings on campus. So if you're a student, you got to look into this at your own risk.
1: You got to go after you graduate yeah <sighs> that's crazy because like on the Moravian College website it's the whole thing and all the folklore and, my and next, everything yeah and my
0: next story the a the one like, has their a Ex- tab exactly. yeah alright yep so that's how, I, that's how I end mine I think that's a weird ass college I would I love the paranormal but I wouldn't even want to go to that school. they're hiding something there's something plain sketchy plain and simple I, and you know what it probably if the rumor is that it's built on a
1: burial ground Odds are that there were unmarked graves that they moved to build the building.
0: Oh, and bold. they don't that want was, people investigating because well, they don't want to uh-huh. share that. I think there might be a morgue still down there. I'm just saying. I think there's still bodies there. Wait, like a morgue? No, yeah, oh, it's so was so a morgue. No, it was a morgue. Oh. No, I mean, but maybe there are unmarked graves for people that... Maybe halt the people dreams. that died, yeah, that died that like no one ever claimed them because they were in the mental institution. Oh shit! They didn't say that in there, but I would assume that they That's probably why didn't they care. don't want you talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because they did
1: something fucked up. Oh, hell yeah. Oh my god, Rebecca, we're geniuses. We're so good. Okay, I have <coughs> <coughs> my final. I almost said final and last. <laughs> it's the final story for me. Yeah, not for me. Anyways, Rebecca has a really good one next. Um, so this is Ohio State, Ohio State University, <clears throat> and it says on their Athens main campus, it is said to have had the lion's share of spooky goings on. This is a direct quote. I don't talk like this, I promise. But it is most notably in Wilson Hall's infamous room 428, where in the 70s, a female occupant started behaving kind of oddly. She began intoning in strange tongue, like... And like alarming, <laughs> and it al- was alarming to her friends. But before they could, yeah, no shit. But they? But before they could help, the girl plummeted to her death from a window. Oh, at the time she was reportedly practicing astral projection, uh, which you know is the supposed departure of astral from the physical body or whatever. That room has actually been sealed shut ever since. Uh, they sealed it shut at one point, and. That's because there were reports of eerie phenomena like unexplained voices and flying objects. So they saw the objects flying in the room and smashing against the walls and the door of the room would open and close on its own. And then apparently in the wood grain of the door, demon-like faces would appear. So like you know when you look at like uh like a plank of wood, mm-hmm. right? Like out there And there's, like, the patterns or whatever. Apparently, there are faces. Oh, no. But I know, I think it was Amy Bruni who talked on Ghost Hunters. I think it was her about it, about there's a phenomenon, I don't know what it's called, where your brain tries to make sense of things. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you look at a picture in the sky and there's, like, a weird formation of, when you look at a cloud, right, and you're like, that looks like an elephant, right? Yeah. Or you see something and you're like, you know, wow, that, like, looks like a face, like, you know... Uh, in the night sky, like, if there's, like, fog or whatever, or you take a picture, sometimes it's just your brain trying to make it look familiar. Yeah. Oh,
0: uh, interesting.
1: Yeah, but th- the fact that this happens on a door that is shut um, because it was opening and closing and all that shit, like, the odds that that is just a coincidence, I don't think so, especially if they appear and disappear. mm mm-hmm. So... Uh, The door was replaced many times, but again, the faces continued to appear. So every person who stayed in the room experienced all of these strange things. And then, uh, according to legend, in the 1970s, a young man died mysteriously in that same room, room 428. And uh, after that, whoever occupied the room also experienced uh, paranormal activities. So basically they say that how the woman died was as she was just because i copied and pasted this kind of off way, so i'm sorry about that um at her astral projection kind of forced her to uh slit her wrists oh, and they say wow. yeah and they say that that's kind of how she uh, passed away but they know it like wasn't A murder, and it wasn't natural. Like something went wrong. Yeah. So there are rumors um, that Wilson Hall was built on top of an 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 ancient Indian cemetery. You had that. I got. I know. I got. You got too excited. (laughs) The spiritualist uh, claims that the spot is good for conducting psychic energy because of its geography. So it is believed. That Wilson Hall is located in the center of a pentagram. Oh no! Yeah, no, honey. So formed by five cemeteries, and they connect it. And if you connect them, school. This is
0: horrifying.
1: (laughs) Oh my god! Would you have gone if you got like a presidential scholarship? Okay, maybe (laughs) because that's just that's just
0: expensive. It's a good school, but I'd be having holy water on myself every day. Yeah, true. Be doing some sort of prayers or something. So they, so they believe that that can either be a, a safe
1: place or a place of evil. And clearly, if you're seeing spooky faces, things are being thrown. It's probably a place of evil. Yeah. So, in the early 1980s, research was done on the property, and it was then discovered that Wilson Hall was built on a cemetery of the Athens Mental Institute.
0: Wow. Wow. There's just so much to unpack here. I know. Holy shit. So some confess that as Halloween approaches, their
1: RAs will let them tour the room. And when they step into the room, each student unanimously reports a couple of dead birds. (laughs) (laughs) And it just says at the end, they just said, oh, well, there's still the constant complaints of someone walking around in the room from those living in the adjacent
0: adjacent dorms. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting. That's freaky, mm -hmm. but interesting. It's a good one, though. Thanks. And I'm just,
1: this just hit me like I read it in my head, but when I read it out loud, if it was built, if Wilson Hall was built on top of a cemetery, right? Mm -hmm. And it was in the center of a pentagram, that means that that cemetery was in the center of the pentagram. Which means weird shit probably happened because people were buried in the middle of a pentagram. And then they built it on top and that not only had already had spirits, but they were like, what are you doing? That with just my has building? to be a
0: portal. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Bunch Nothing of shit good. going down. It's like the good fighting the bad and all. Yeah. That could be a good movie. Ooh. That could be a good movie. If you would like to cast us in a film <laughs> regarding uh,
1: Wilson Hall at Ohio State University, please email us at jessgoolithingspodcast at gmail.com.
0: We'll send you our headshots and resume. Yep, I just okay. made a new one. Continue. Oh, you did? Yeah. You a new
1: headshot? Uh, well, ish, kind of. I just picked a new one from the ones I took last November.
0: <laughs> oh. But it's your hair's still to- the same color and stuff?
1: Yeah. My roots are longer. I have. I just haven't dyed my roots since. My hair's longer. Oh, okay. I updated my height. Nothing good.
0: Continue. Okay, so my last and final story for the episode is Penn State University. Woo! woo, woo. So, <laughs> well, California State University Channel Islands, like I talked about previously, tried to cover their paranormal experiences. Penn State embraces them. So, for most of the info that I found from my research, um, it actually came from the official Penn State University website itself. I like, love I it was awesome. that. I- Love that. So from the site, um, it says that Penn Staters are used to seeing the university perched at the top of lots of rankings, academic, athletic, national, international. Mm -hmm. But unless you have ever had the chance to take a late evening stroll through the campus in the waning days of autumn or spent the night toiling alone in the the stacks of the Patty Library, you might not realize that the university tops in another category as well ghost stories Woo! that was I what they it. wrote on their website so I that was love pretty cool that. yeah so one of the buildings the old uh old botany the quaint red brick cottage tucked off of pollock road looks innocent enough but masks if you believe some ghost hunting buffs a, sh- a range of supernatural phenomena so in one legend Frances Ather- atherton who was the wife of george atherton uses the windows in the top floor of the Old Botany to keep an eye on her husband's grave, which rests across the street from Old Botany. And as students trudge along Pollock Road, one of the busiest walkways through campus, may I add, they cast an (laughs) eye on the upper floor windows, half expecting to see the worried gaze of Frances looking back at them. I was just like, hey, what's up? What's going on? Clearly she's she's not bothering anybody. She's just... Yeah. People at t- at first, I'd be scared. But well, where's her husband?
1: And then, where's she buried? Why is she not cheap? He's just probably off making money to pay for white dresses that she's probably,
0: sure, she's probably wear. wearing. She's probably wearing. She's not cheap.
1: Mm-mm. So, um. Especially awesome. with inflation. They have 25 cents, and they're like, this is a $60 dress. <laughs> yes. And he's like, oh,
0: Oh, uh. wow. <laughs> 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 oh.
1: Lily, we need a
0: five-year break from each other. Okay. So, one of the most haunted spots on the University Park campus is called Schwab Auditorium, and it's a theater that seats a little more than 900 people, with just enough room left for at least two or three ghosts, supposedly. And people have reported spotting a few apparitions, including the ghost of a janitor, in the auditorium over the years, according to Rachel Moser, who's the president of the 40-member Paranormal Research Society, which is you know uh, something we'll be talking about later Um, and it's one of the nation's first university clubs formed to study the paranormal which is pretty cool oh I didn't know that yeah this is actually the one that was founded by Ryan so her team has scoured the theater looking for evidence of the haunting and who's behind it and um, she says that some speculate that Charles Schwab, the industrialist, not the stockbroker... I was about haunted, to say! <laughs> ...is haunting the auditorium. How to make that clear. And the former Penn State trustee who funded the construction of the auditorium, Schwab loved supporting the arts and going to the theater so much that he has stuck around long after his lifetime past uh, expired, or so the theory goes. So, people just think that... He enjoyed the arts. Might Aww. as well enjoy it after. Uh, I, I kind of like that. Yeah, right? He's not bothering anybody. <coughs> he just wants to see some good old theater. Aww. I don't blame you. Um, so, according to Moser, she says the theater isn't haunted only by industrialist-sized theatergoers, though. Um, she goes, I think Schwab Auditorium is active and continues to say there seems to be a ghost of a janitor, and we think there's a female spirit in the theater as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no direct link of like who this female oh, spirit okay. is, though. Um, could, <laughs> be <Francis. laughs> could be Francis. Could oh, be Francis, though. You never know. Francis. Over the years, students, staff, and faculty claim to have heard strange noises echoing from the building's upper floors. They say they hear footsteps, feel scratches, and see objects moving across the floor. And when someone goes upstairs to check, there's no signs of a presence, or at least a human presence. Um, And because of the confusion, exactly who or what is doing the haunting in Schwab, students gave the auditorium's paranormal presence a generic nickname, Schwaboo. Schwaboo? Yeah. I love it. That's so cute. Schwaboo. So cute, right? Oh, so this is my favorite story from PSU. And the only reason why I would want to visit PSU at this point (laughs) is this is the most significant haunting on campus. And it's the ghost of a mule named Old Coley. A mule. Aww. Yes. So, born in 1855, which is the same year as Penn State's traditionally observed founding, Old Coley travels from his native Kentucky to, amongst many other duties as assigned, labor tire- tirelessly at lugging limestone blocks from a quarry at the corner of what is now southeast corner of the Old Main Lawn to the construction site of the original Old Main. So, he was just... Log and shit back and forth to help create Penn State to what it is today yes the mule quickly became a favorite amongst the students of the farm school which was what most people called the university at the time and it actually almost became the school's mascot I was about to say why isn't it I don't know it's not like a cat or something I don't know um, but Old Coley was so loved and appreciated by the entire university community that his bones were preserved once he shuffled off to the great pasture in the sky on New Year's Day of 1893. Oh, am crying. But, What's coming on you? But he wasn't ready to retire even after he died. So it seems that every place where Old Coley's bones are displayed, in Watts Hall, for example ghost stories follow. So students claim to hear, usually during the dead of night, the sound of plodding hooves, thudding down dark, empty halls, and the occasional braying of a mule echoing through the silence. That is the best haunting I've ever heard in my life. I'm like about to tear up. I don't like it. Best haunting ever. Like, why can't a mule haunt me? Like, I'm so mad. All right. So the reason I wanted to end with this, because the main reason I chose to do (laughs) research on... Penn State University for this episode is because at the age of 9 or 10, my family and I were 1,000% convinced I was going to go to PSU. My granny even made me a fleece blanket when I was nine 10 years old. 9 or 10? Yeah, like I was dead set on going to Penn State. Had no family that went to Penn State. It wasn't because of the academics or anything. I literally just wanted to go to Penn State because I was that big of a fan of Paranormal State on a and I wanted to be a part mm-hmm. of the uh, college club that Ryan Buell founded that's the Paranormal Research Society? Uh, no, I, I'm just thinking... Uh, I, um, literally gave a fuck less about the the awesome academics at PSU. I literally just want to be in their club.
1: I'm just puzzled. When I was 10, I made a deal with my parents that if I hated school when I was 16,
0: I could drop out. <laughs> 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 I, I actually used to- I, you know what? I, when I was young, like I when I had perfect attendance for years. Yeah, I had a fever one time and I kicked and screamed because I wanted to go to school so bad. bullshit. I was a. F- I don't know what the fuck well, was wrong with me. Well, this is the thing.
1: I think they were just kind of trying to shut me up because it was before the. Do you remember the NJ ask? I remember. Oh I remember my this God. night. That re- was the stupidest thing. I remember studying for the NJ ask. How do you study for that? I don't. Or not studying, but I guess preparing. Because it was my first NJ ask, because it was, like, I think fourth grade is when we started? I don't remember. But I was, like, around, like, nine or ten, and I was like, I don't like this. I don't like tests. And I was like, can I drop out? And they were like, you know what, Lily, fine, but you have to be 16. And they They're like, it'll be six years from now. Like, she'll be fine. And you just hated school even more. Yeah. Well, sure enough, I I did complete high school, and, you know, that's. That's that's not the issue, but it's just funny how you're like, I'm gonna go to Penn State. Granny, make me a blanket. My grandma's home, and she's like, Lillian, did you do your homework tonight? And I'm like, No!
0: Shut up, Graham. Graham. Shut up, Graham. What do you know? <laughs> so, um, so this just like brought me back to oh, watching Paranormal also, State. Sorry,
1: real quick. Stay in school, kids. Okay, continue. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. To the to the pre-K person that's listening Yes, to this. our
1: one singular pre-K student. The NJ ask isn't worth dropping out of
0: school. It's very worth staying. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. All right. So while I was doing this research and I was thinking about how I wanted to be a part of the paranormal state team and, like, I, you know, all that stuff, I was reminded of Ryan Buell, who was the founder, yeah. who created this when he went to Penn State because there was nothing like it on campus. And come to find out, it was, like, one of the yeah. only or the first— of paranormal organizations and any college campus to be created. Um, And I'm not going to lie, I had a crush on him back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, I had a crush on him. And um, I was thinking to myself, what the fuck ever happened to this guy? Like, you know, like we've been to expos. You know, I've been to other book signings of paranormal experts and stuff. And I've met so many people that I've looked up to, but I had never met him. And I always looked up to him. (laughs) I bought his book. And so I was like, all right. I need to figure out what happens to this guy. So I just looked up his name, and the first thing that comes up oh my God. is an ABC uh, article, and this was reported on September 21st, 2016. Ryan Buell, age 34 at the time, was facing two felony charges related to theft and stolen property. He was also facing a misdemeanor charge of theft of services. All charges were in Center County, Pennsylvania, where Buell is known to be living, but he was arrested on September 18th in Florence County, South Carolina, where he grew up. So as many of you guys know that are in the paranormal community, he had a sizable fan base across the whole country, yeah. but fans were getting really frustrated with him because he kept canceling shows and not providing refunds. Just fucking give the people back their money, man. Mm -hmm. And he had started a tour called Conversations with the Dead Tour, and tickets were sold to shows in cities across the U.S. and Canada, but the shows got postponed and then canceled, leaving fans with no answers whatsoever and desperately looking for refunds. And fans were out hundreds of dollars, and they they just wanted their money back. Not Um, too bad. Yeah, and many of them didn't even get a dime back. So some of them were able to get refunds by disputing the charge with their credit card company, but others were not so lucky. Um, and the 2004, this 2014 incident was not the first time that Buell had canceled shows. In 2012, he canceled some shows claiming he was fighting pancreatic cancer, which is super sad, you know, like pancreatic cancer is no joke. And in late 2013, Buell told People magazine he was close to remission, ready to tour again, and he started selling tickets for 2014 to another tour, yet... Several of those shows never happened. Buell Was la- he, did he really have it? But wait! Oh no! Buell later moved to Pennsylvania and once again started advertising shows and connecting with his fans on his Facebook page. And fans once again complained that Buell just took the money for the events and then he didn't. Sh- he'd either not show for the event or the the events were just canceled. Um, most of the, uh, most recent being a dinner in August. So now. Buell's mother then began speaking out publicly, posting on not only his public Facebook page, but also the Paranormal <gasps> Research Society Bureau's Hero- page. He, she posted something like... It's like, please stop enabling his situation by sending money, buying tickets to events that may never occur, buying merchandise, phone calls you may never get, paying money to watch him on Twitch, and giving him offers of shelter. I am pleading with you out of love for my son, and I'm frightened by what his situation has become. He's ill, but not from cancer. Ah! His family knows the real story. You all need to stop believing his lies and stop enabling him, please. Please. That's a good mom. That's fun. She just put his shit on blast. It's like, don't believe my son's bullshit. So he said, that's enough, Ryan. That's enough. So then I was like, I need to look into this more because then if you guys look at a picture of him from when he graduated Penn State to his mugshot, there's definitely something going on with his face definitely drug-related from what it, i could see it, it would appear his cheeks are sunken in and kinda, it just was very yeah. sad to see so i was like wait i need to see what's going on so he has his website org, and he wrote um on his blog january 27th of 2019 with the title one year and nine months later and um pretty much he goes between 2010 and 2017 i was a shivering denizen under king vicodin then king heroin wow. i also bent the knee to king meth and queen ghb my rise to fame is quite documentary documented and so was the fall and i stumbled quite spectacularly i was depressed long before i discovered the temporary relief that any drug would lend after all what healthy and happy person stumbles into addiction's mad realm i was arrested twice it led me to rock bottom. Those arrests, particularly the second one, helped save my life. I was so far gone that I started to forget myself. A week before it all ended, I remember a key turning point in my life. I was sitting in a tiny apartment alone in the dark. I cried like I did most days. I looked like death. I hadn't slept in days. I wondered, how did my life turn into this? I was broke, surrounded only by people who were using drugs up in State College. Wow. My boyfriend at the time was also an addict. We were both codependent, and I think we gravitated towards one another early on because we needed someone to lean on. There were a lot of things I loved about him, but as our addiction got worse, things got darker. Towards the end, we spent most of our time fighting. He spells, his spells of paranoia were terrifying. He would accused me of stealing his keys, his drugs, his, or putting rat poison in his shampoo. This would be followed by violence. We'd gone into another fight, and he stormed off. I had bruises all over my face. I tried to remember what life was like before addiction. I tried pulling up memories from my childhood or starting PRS in college, but those memories felt like they were 100 years ago. They were faint, and I was worried that I wasn't going to last much longer. I had overdosed a couple of times the year prior. The violence was really starting to worry me. I was about to give up. God knows I wanted to, and for the first time in a long time, I prayed to God. I didn't get on my hands and knees or even fold my hands. I just stared and I said, I don't want to live this way anymore. How to escape it? I had no idea. I felt trapped. And he just continues to talk about his journey into um, trying to get better. And um, he just ends by saying, um, so that's my rant. I'm alive and well. Things are getting better with every passing month. Sure, there are ups and downs, but through it all, I'm living life. We have a lot of goals set for 2019 and 2020. I plan on taking cases again in the fall. We are aiming to reopen a PRS office in 2020. I thank you all for cheering me on and reading my random posts. I promise I'll try harder to throw more out there. Aww. And then this was him um, with his cousin and uh, sister in Honduras. At first I was angry, but now I'm like... Oh. I know, but it's crazy because it, 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 that just shows how addiction could just... Get yeah. you, you know, and people unfortunately, you just people see an ad, they're like, oh, they will lost cause, whatever. But you know, it can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. But um,
1: oh, now I'm gonna cry. Thanks, <laughs> Rebecca. What a Rebecca
0: way to I was like, I wanna, I wanna go last
1: because I have something interesting I wanna end with. Real hallmark. Okay, so our messages are: stay, stay in, in school, school. <laughs> don't do <under> your drugs. <laughs> And if you have a personal story, email <laughs> us at justgoolythingspodcast at gmail.com.
0: Oh my god! All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Just Gooly Things. Um, follow us on Twitter at JGT Podcast. There you go. Yes. Instagram: Just Gooly Things Podcast. Facebook: Just Gooly Things Podcast. Our private Facebook group: Just Gooly Things Podcast. Which I would like to say you just have to um, you just have to apply to join our group one of the members will accept you yeah Um, and just we want to just keep you, I want you guys to ask questions. Put your experiences out there on our private group. This is a judgment-free zone. We want you guys all to feel comfortable and open to talk about things that maybe you won't normally be able to talk about in everyday life. Yep. So yeah. Um. And then you can also totally donate to our Patreon <laughs> at we, uh, Just Scrolling Things Podcast. Yeah. We
1: have some good stuff on Patreon. We did. Um. What did we do? We
0: did. We. Uh, well, we signed posters. We signed posters stickers stickers Yep. Yeah. um we're definitely gonna we want uh you guys, shout outs videos yes. we want to know though what you would want because with patreon obviously you pay for the service we want to know what content you would like as an exclusive um thank you for being a supporter so if you have any ideas of what you'd like to see from us definitely email us at just goalie things podcast all right boo thing that so fast
1: i'm like buster rhymes Wow, you are You yeah, know, he's like, because I'm feeling like I'm running I feel like I can get away, get away, get away But I know that I don't, I don't want to stop Because you know, i got to win Never say they really, really want to me Just know that you will never come me I know will call Wait. You're never going to stop me Every single time I- You've I- been waiting to pull
0: that one out I, for act- some time. I
1: actually have just a lot of time on my hands I learned that a couple years ago And eventually, if you want to just rap fast You just start making the noises with muscle memory Instead of thinking of the words And you do way better
0: the more you know awesome. also stay in school. All right. All right. Goodbye. Good